Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Alternative Interest. This is Crystal. And this is Kat. And, you know, welcome. Welcome to here. To here. I'm going to warn everyone right now. Kat had a little bit to drink. <laughs> Not that much. Well, yes. Not- <laughs> I said a little bit. And I'm like, I'm not a me. Okay, I am. <laughs> I would be so good in like a, a police confession. Did you do it? No. Did you do it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they would just have to ask me twice. Yeah. I'd be like, sure. <laughs> you know, this could be a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> I'm going to warn everyone right now that uh, today's episode actually speaks about child pornography. I don't go into any details, but the crime that we are talking about is child pornography. Okay. You didn't even tell me that. No. Uh, Kat actually knows absolutely nothing about what I'm talking about today because I changed my topic and I didn't tell her. Well, we should even say like sometimes we're able to see each other's notes and I don't even have your notes. No, because I just I forgot. It's been a week. (laughs) (laughs) So this is like this is this could be the perfect storm. Is that what what I'm thinking is that um this this episode could use a little lightning. Okay, perfect. Not, not to say that child pornography is humorous or a laughing matter. Never. But it is heavy. Okay. Um, and this guy is fucked up. Well, I picked the right night to have three drinks then. <laughs> yeah. So today I am going to tell you about Meat Market Man. That sounds awful. <laughs> Yes. Meat market man. <sighs> okay. Yes. Buckle up. Here we go. Yes. So uh, we are going back to 2014. And this story actually takes place in East London. Oh. Um, we're going to be in Kent for the okay. most part. Uh, Kent and Canterbury. Okay. So Dale Bollinger was a nurse at Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother Hospital. <gasps> the Queen Mother. I love her. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I think she's very honorable. Anyways, this isn't about her. Keep going. Right. So Dale was a nurse and uh, he worked in Margate. I think it's, I'm going to pronounce so many things wrong. I am so sorry it's okay. to our UK listeners. It's okay. He worked in this hospital in Margate, which I believe was in Canterbury. Okay. And he was living in Broccoli, which was in Southeast London. Okay. Sorry. Broccoli? (laughs) Oh, by the way, is Canterbury the same as where Canterbury Tales? Is that the same? I, I don't know. Okay, sure. Sorry. Uh, we lost a whole bunch of UK listeners just yeah, right. I am so sorry, last two you guys. seconds. I apologize. Okay, keep going. Uh, so he had been, at the time of uh, all of this stuff happening, he w- had been married for 34 years and he had three children. Wow. 
only one of the children is ever mentioned by name that I can find, and it was his son. Okay. He also, I think, had two daughters. There's like, there's very little information about his children besides this one son. So Dale liked to spend some time on the internet. Okay. And uh, one of the websites that he would frequent is actually a... Uh, it's on the dark web, which... Ooh, the dark web. Yeah, I don't even know how to get there. So this guy's yeah. already kind of ahead of me. But this website he used to go on was a chat room called Dark Fetish Network. When? What year was this again? This is in 2014. Oh, okay. When did the dark web get started? Do you know? I don't know. I think it's been around for quite a while. Could you imagine even just getting an hour into there, what you would find? I don't even want to no. begin to wonder. No. I've heard so many like different podcasts about different parts of it. Oh, no, never mind. Okay, well, I'm actually going to tell you right now that this is a two-part episode. I'm I starting- didn't even know that. Yeah, I am starting with this part, and this is actually, part one is going to be shorter than part two, and we get to learn about a disgusting part of the dark network, and uh, about the dark web, and that is uh, people with a fetish for cannibalism. Here's the deal. The internet itself, you can already find groups and pages and things of super disturbing, you know, I guess. Content. Content and topics. And then when you think about that and you think that there and you think about the fact that there is a dark web that where goes it's even, even worse, where it's even worse. That's scary. Uh-huh. Okay. So Dale... When he was on Dark Fetish Network, he would go by a username, and that username was Meat Market Man. So, one day in 2014, he actually starts chatting with a young lady named Eva. Okay. Eva says that she's 14 years old, and... Dale and Eva spend quite a bit of time chatting on this website. It is very clear from the start that Dale is grooming Eva. Oh, gosh. He spends a lot of time speaking with her and he details the horrendous ways that he wants to kill and cook and eat her. Okay. This guy has kids, right? Yes. And he's and he's presumu- presumably talking to a 14-year-old? Yes. Oh, God. He and Eva actually plan to meet. Like what? they set They set up a time that they're going to meet. So they're going to meet at Ashford Station in Kent. It's a train station. Okay. They're going to meet there so that Dale can kill and eat Eva. That At is the train ex- station or somewhere else? Somewhere else, but that's where they're going to meet. Just a, okay. a neutral location. This and sounds like a good plan. This sounds like a good plan. Well, oh I mean, e- uh, 
presumably Eva is consenting. I mean, she's 14 years well, old. Well, yeah. And children cannot consent. No. But that's, it's, they're agreeing to meet here. He's talking about this. So the day before he's actually supposed to go meet Eva, uh-huh. he goes and he buys an axe. Okay. Well, he needs he, to cut her up to eat her. And then he goes home and he takes a mirror selfie, like one of those ones with like a digital camera where you can see the camera in the photo. <laughs> yeah. Posing with the axe and he sends it to Eva. I'm going to have to assume that Eva is not really Eva and she's not really 14 years old. Because I can't imagine a 14 year old that would be like, this sounds like a really good idea. Right. And what 14 year old is getting on the dark web? Exactly. And but, what 14 year old isn't immediately scared by even the mention of this? Yeah, it's just uh, you will. Learn, I'll tell you right now. So Dale went to go meet Eva at Ashford Station. Yeah. Eva never shows up. Uh, obviously. Okay. And some reports actually say that Dale brought the axe with him when he went to meet Eva. Like, I don't think he was standing in the middle of the train station. No. Just like Paul Bunyan with an axe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he probably left it in his car. But there were a couple of newspapers that said that he brought it with him. Which is weird. weird. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm also going to say I could not find the reason this part is shorter than part two is because I couldn't actually find a ton about this. OK. Apparently in the UK, they don't make court transcripts public record. You actually have to request them. Oh, um, interesting. And given that a Freedom of Information Act request in the United States can take upwards of a year. I didn't think I was going to get transcripts in a couple of weeks from the UK, <laughs> especially when I'm like, yeah. hey, I want to I want to do a podcast on this. Can I get those transcripts? I just don't think that I'd get them. I think you would have been cutting it close. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Just a tad. So there's a lot of holes in this story. Uh huh. But essentially... Eva never showed up because Eva was an FBI agent. Obvious. We could have seen that a mile away. Yeah. Well, well, FBI agent. Remember, he's in the UK. Oh. And I will tell you at the end of this at the end of part one, how the FBI got involved. Yeah. So the Kent police ended up taking Dale into the station and just you know, talking to him, asking him a bunch of questions. The Kent police were working with the FBI. So they already had quite a bit of information on uh -huh. Dale at this point. But Dale tells the police that he bought the axe because he had a couple of tree stumps of in course. his yard. Of course. And then so he's like carrying around the axe for that tree stump. Yes. Makes and total sense. And he's sending like mirror selfies with yeah. the axe to yeah. Eva. To 14 year old girls. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, because he wants them to know I'm going to cut this tree stump down with this axe. <laughs> Please. Even though he so... I'm glad that I couldn't find any of the transcripts of the web chats. Uh-huh. 
but reportedly they were graphic. He was to a 14 year old, like explaining how he wanted to cut her up, how he would eat her, what parts he would eat her. That's so disturbing. It is. Like, you know, part of me, this is like to catch a predator. Like, how do these guys, do these guys either really think like, ooh, I hit the lottery on a willing participant in my disgusting fetish? Like, I don't see how Dale really, in his heart of hearts, felt like this was, the 14-year-old was a real deal. Because there are stories of people meeting and consenting to stuff like this like real stories that's crazy that's crazy to me i mean it's crazy to me too but uh, everybody's got their kink i and you know and i get that but even even so if it was me as skeptical as i always am i'm gonna be thinking i i don't think this like i would need solid proof before i even went to the station with my axe but what kind of solid proof on on a website can you accept? I guess a picture with the uh, the 14-year-old or like at least video chatting with the 14-year-old, I guess. I suppose. I mean, cuz what you're doing, it's not like you're a con- you're agreeing to meet with an a uh, consenting adult. It is a 14-year-old. So regardless of your kink and whatever, you know you're doing something wrong automatically. And I just think it's pretty ballsy and, you know, just ballsy to think that, yeah, a 14-year-old is going to meet up with me because they are consenting to me eating them. But Like, that's pretty far out there. But uh, child predators who are good at grooming can get smart kids to meet them given enough time. I guess. I'm, I mean, Dale obviously was not the smartest cookie, but... No. And his uh, name was yeah. Dale. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is like a strike one on that part. Yeah, no offense so. to anyone named Dale. I'm just saying Dale is such... Doesn't that sound like a cliche name for a child predator? Kind Dale. of, yeah. 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 <laughs> So uh, the police ended up searching his home and they found quite a bit of child pornography on his computer. Uh huh. This is why I wanted to give the warning. I'm not going to give any details about the nature of the child porn, except that one specific photo that they frequently brought up in all of the news reports that I read. Uh huh. This one photo showed a girl prepubescent, so she was about six to nine years old, on a serving platter with an apple in her mouth. This is a real picture? Yes. Uh, So that's that's the tone of the child pornography that he had. That makes me sick. Yeah, that's why I wanted to warrant. That's the worst it's going to be as far as talking about that goes so we can move on. Okay. While the police were interviewing Dale and they bring up this child pornography, he admits like, yes, that's mine. And so, of course, my first thought 
everybody's first thought is you have child pornography. You yeah, must be, arrest them. Well, not just that, but like you must be attracted to children to have yeah. this stuff. Dale says no. He says it's it's not about the sexual attraction. For Liar. Me. Listen to this. Okay. He says, I'm not sexually attracted to them. I just find them interesting as a food source. So he's like a true cannibal. uh, Yeah. So, of course, I mean, they've been investigating him. They have been after this guy. Yeah. So he's he's going to court like he's going to trial. This is happening. He gets evaluated by some psychiatrists. Uh Uh-huh. All of them say that he is not suffering from any kind of mental illness. He is with it. He knows what's going on. He knows what he did. He's competent. Put him on trial. Oh my God. He's just a normal guy with a taste for human flesh. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, Eva was not his first attempt to meet with a minor off the Dark Fetish Network. There were actually a few names brought up in the documents that I read. Uh Uh-huh. The only one that he actually tried to meet with was a girl who called herself Lindsay Sue. Lindsay Sue. She said she wanted to be a slave. I don't I don't think. How old was she? They didn't give her age. Okay. So I don't think she wanted to be eaten. But she said she wanted to be a slave. So dominated. Yes. So they actually made arrangements to meet again at a train station. But she never showed up either. So (sighs) we don't know if this person is real or if they were a catfish or if this is a person who really wanted this and then chickened out. Huh. Do you know if the FBI knew about this after the fact or before the fact? I don't think they knew about this girl. Okay. They were keeping an eye on this guy. Yeah. And what made them keep an eye on him in the first place? Just you get to learn later. Okay. Okay. Keep going. So that kind of explained that was not his first like Eva was not the first time he tried to meet someone. Eva was not even his first time trying to like attack someone. Oh, and this is why I say Dale is not smart. The first person Dale tried to attack was a very good friend of his. Oh, my gosh. I guess not anymore. Well, so apparently this woman and him, I don't know if they were work colleagues or if they were just friends, but they had known each other for 17 years. And she was over at his house one day and she said she was sitting on his couch and he came up behind her with a chemical soaked rag and shoved it over her face. Uh huh. And she said in an interview, she said, I couldn't breathe. I started feeling really giddy. I thought he was going to rape me. So I started fighting. Oh, wow. Like that's. that's very quick thinking and you know somebody comes up behind you with like a chemical soaked drag of course you're going to fight well yeah but for how long till you are overcome I guess yeah especially with whatever chemical and it turns out it was dry cleaning fluid 
that he put over her face. I don't, I don't know what he cleaning fluid. Yeah. What is that? Like stuff that you use at a dry cleaners? I don't know, but that's what every report called it was dry cleaning fluid. Huh? Not chloroform? No. Huh? Okay. And so she was able to fight him off and she broke free and she said, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And she said that he kind of like staggered back and like looked down. He's like, oh, my God, what have I done? And like like he was taken aback by his own actions. Yeah. And she was like, I looked at him and it was like he was not even the person that I was friends with. Like he didn't look like himself. Uh, Something in his eyes just did not look like himself. And so like he was possessed. Kind Almost. of. Several news articles actually referred to him as like a Jekyll and Hyde. Oh. Like the actual novel Jekyll and Hyde where an alter ego takes over him. Well, that's odd then that like psychologists or whoever had interviewed him and said he was later fine. said he was fine. But then honestly, if you were a true Jekyll and Hyde sort of personality couldn't one of the personalities be completely convincing that you're totally fine it could and i know it's really difficult to actually diagnose a jekyll and hyde syndrome because it Uh is a real thing yeah no i know that yeah i was wondering like because you know with people with multiple personalities uh isn't one personality usually like the primary personality that can kind of be the gatekeeper to the other personalities, but be the representative and kind of put on a good front. Well, Jekyll and Hyde is not the same as uh, multiple. multiple personality. Yeah. Okay. Jekyll and Hyde is more like there's a trigger where you dissociate when oh. you're snapping. Okay. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we get to the trial and This is why I'm saying there's a lot of holes in this because we're going from like the police interview to the trial very quickly. Mm -hmm. But Dale actually confessed during the trial. Like he went up on the stand and he was testifying in his own defense. And he said that he had cannibalistic thoughts as early as six years old. Oh, wow. Wow. He said he vividly remembers when he was a young boy in school in kindergarten, he said kindergarten that he would have these fantasies about the lunch ladies at school, like kidnapping children and cooking them in the kitchens. Weird. And he said part of his fantasy was actually that he would go in and be like the savior and rescue these children from the evil lunch ladies odd that then he would want to eat them later right like that would become his fetish well he said around the time he turned 14 was the first time that he like the thoughts twisted and he was like i wonder what it would be like to eat a girl not like oh these evil people are going and they're gonna eat people but himself he was like i think i would like to eat a girl well, that kind of makes sense because of hormones and everything that happened in your teens. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense that that uh, initial urge would kind of then change into something else when you were a teenager. Yeah. It's just weird that it's it six is years weird. old. Yeah. 
That's crazy. So weird. And so he actually said that, and this is the weirdest thing. So his exact quote is, it has less to do with sexual gratification and more to do with anger. What? The people that are cannibals are seriously deranged. And I might be many things, but I'm not deranged. Huh. But like, he has fantasies. Yeah, that, about that contradicts cannibalism. everything he's thinking. Right. I don't know. I know that this is like a legitimate fetish that some people have. But I find it weird that he says it's not about sexual gratification. It had there. If it's a fetish, doesn't it have to be about sexual gratification? Like, don't your fetishes feed into that sexual part? Or at least the same part of your brain? Because that Japanese cannibal who tried to eat his schoolmate. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Oh, that's on the list because I wanted to cover him too because that one is crazy. You should have just done a whole cannibal series. I have like four or five cannibals (laughs) on the to-do list now because I kept finding more and more. That is crazy. They're so crazy. But this, the Japanese, his name was Issei. I can't remember his last name. But he... um when he actually cannibalized his schoolmate, one of his comments was that like he tried to bite into her ass cheek and Uh it was like he couldn't bite through it. And it it was a sexual thing for that guy. So I just, I feel like there has to be some kind of sexual aspect. There has to be, if it's a fetish, there has to be some sort of, there, there's some part of them that is, getting off on it somehow wouldn't you assume because then what would be the payoff of it yeah and what's the allure of it exactly there has to be some sort of payoff and maybe it's not directly sexual but it's it's got to hit that same pleasure part of the brain there's got to be some kind of like positive feeling like endorphin rush yeah yeah so while he's on the stand is actually the time when it comes out that he's not attracted to children, but they're interesting as a food source. And that it's like, he has three children. Yeah. That's the thing here too. And the, the coldness of saying interesting as a food source. That's like, yeah. I think it's interesting that some cultures like fry up bugs and eat them. I think it's interesting that some cultures eat chicken feet. Yeah. Well, you know what this makes me think of? And I just had a random thought is, you know, on TLC, they used to do the that show. I'm addicted to blank. And it was and there it's a certain um, it. What it's a disorder it? where people eat like couch cushion stuffing. Yeah, couch cushions or like dirt or whatever. And yeah. it's usually because they have a deficiency, right? Like there's some sort of vitamin deficiency in their body. That well, makes, not just that. It's actually a mental disorder too. Well, yeah, but they're that they're craving that, right? Like people who eat dirt, it is said that they're craving iron or there's like a there's an iron deficiency there. And so they're craving eating dirt. So I'm wondering, cause he's saying 
it doesn't come from a place where he feels like he's deranged or it doesn't come from a mm-hmm. place where he's getting off on this. What kind of deficiency would you have to have in your body to crave human flesh? And not just human, like children. Exactly. And the fact that you're somewhere where you have access to that and you've never tapped into that directly, like his own children, but you have, you're going outside of that. So he actually goes into his relationship with his children while he's on the stand. Oh, God. And this is where I start to wonder, like, how many... You know how when people are trying to do anything they can to get off as innocent and they throw all these crazy claims out there, I feel like this is what he was doing. Okay. So he tries to blame his mother for his behavior first. Of course, it's always the mommy issues. (laughs) He said that she was very domineering. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. And then he said that she was uh, weird and strange to him, which I also don't know what that means. Yeah, that's weird. There was also one point where he claimed his mother made a pass at him when he was 15. But that doesn't explain why he was thinking about cannibalism at six years old. Yeah, that is weird. So he is just like throwing everything he can't like, here's this and this and this, like, he's just a fucking weirdo. Yeah, there, there's something off about him from, from the get-go. Yeah, and then another one of his quotes, what, so first he says, this sounds to me like his story keeps changing. So first he says, I'm not sexually attracted to children, but they're interesting for food. And then he says that it's not about sexual gratification. It's about anger. Okay. And now he says, you know, it's it's more about disliking my mother than hating women. Okay. That makes zero sense. There's a no. lot of people that have bad relationships with their mothers and they don't go eating people. Right. Yeah, he's just trying to make excuses. I know, he's just taking shots in the dark to see what sticks. So then he also goes into his father. So now it's his father's fault. And they were a military household because I did not mention this earlier, but Dale was actually a U.S. citizen living in the U.K. So when he was a child, he grew up in the United States and his father was actually a member of the U.S. Air Force. So they were a military family and he said that his dad was cold to him and never connected with him. And this is why he wants to eat children, apparently. So go eat people. Yeah, no, dude. So this is where he kind of starts talking about his relationship with his children. Uh And he this is where they brought up his son. Okay. Dale specifically says that he was emotionally disconnected from his son the same way his father was emotionally disconnected from him. So there's just another shot in the dark. Okay, whatever. Daddy didn't love me, so I need to eat. So I need to eat people. Yeah. This, he's just, I don't know. He's a piece of work. He is. And he's lying to himself. Uh Basically. Just say, I am a weirdo. I like to eat people. 
I'm a weirdo. There's no other explanation for it. It's like at the at the AA meeting, you go and hi, my name is Dale, and I'm an alcoholic. Just, hi, my name is Dale. Cannibals I'm Anonymous. A, hi, my name is Dale, Dale and I'm, I'm a, a cannibal. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I like to eat people and blame it on non everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I would. I will sure. say, uh, Dale blaming everything under the sun is still better than Son of Sam blaming the dog next door. I don't know. I would kind of believe the dog. (laughs) The dog made me do it over Dale's like, oh, yeah, I ate a piece of that actual butt because my mom was super mean to me. I would well, Dale never actually engaged in cannibalism. He just thought about it all the time. Yeah, so that was actually part of this whole thing. He was not going on trial for attacking anyone. He was on trial for the child grooming. So basically, Dale's not good at anything. No. (laughs) He did, the weird thing here, he did plead guilty to a whole slew of other charges. Uh-huh. He pled guilty to owning child pornography because I mean he admitted it. Yeah. Distributing child pornography. Uh he admitted to assaulting someone with chemicals which it, it was the woman his friend he attacked. Yeah. But he was on trial for this um being a sexual predator essentially. And so they get to the end of the trial and he is sentenced to nine years in jail. Okay. And so he's supposed to go serve his time in a UK jail starting in 2014. In January of 2018, he was let out on good behavior. Well, of course he was. He hasn't, (laughs) he hasn't had a complete meal. So he needs to be on his best behavior. I doubt there's like people in prison going, okay, Dale, you can take a bite of my arm. Like he's like, I need to be good so I can get out of here. You know, what's weird to me is that he's never actually participated in eating human flesh yet. He's still after it. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you can't ever get that first taste if you're never going for it like yeah i'm never gonna true. eat a burger if i don't buy a burger yeah that's true that's true anyway so he's let out on good behavior yes and he decides that it's time to go home to the united states okay so he moves to a little town in nebraska called blair okay and the town folk are re like understandably very upset well yeah a cannibal has just moved into town i would be understandably upset as well well they're not so upset about the cannibal part because technically he's not a cannibal he hasn't eaten anyone they're upset because he is a registered sex offender oh well yeah justified and so people in this little town were not warned before he came so when they found out there was uproar like everyone was calling the police station people started calling lawyers asking if they had any legal options to protect themselves to protect their children 
like locals there were like people calling news stations like upset they're like my my children can't even play in my front yard anymore because i'm afraid this guy is going to see them and want to eat them or he's going to prey on them there was a local daycare in town that the daycare owner was like, I don't feel safe for the children I look after because this weirdo is in our town now. Well, yeah, anyone would think that. And very shortly after he arrived in the town, he actually ended up booked into the county jail. What did he do? They would not say. The police department said legally they could not say. And I found his original booking records. Uh-huh. There's no offense listed. That's crazy. So there was actually someone who commented in um, an article that said, typically, if someone is booked into a jail, but there is no charge listed, it's for a mental health reason. Okay. So he probably, I don't know, said or did something kind of odd. And he got picked up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually... He ended up moving in March of 2018. So just a couple months later, he moved to a place called Norfolk Regional Center. Okay. And this was actually a sex offender program in Nebraska. Okay. They had 120, They it was referred to as 120 beds. So I think it's an inpatient program uh-huh. for people to stay at this regional center, go through the program. Police and locals kept a really close eye on this guy, but like he registered himself as a sex offender. He updates his address regularly. He's a law abiding citizen. Pretty sure he's not on dark fetish network because he can't. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it right now, but and no pun intended, but when are we going to get to the juicy part? I mean, that's that's part two. Oh, so. Just to to wrap things up on Dale, um, I checked the Nebraska sex offender registry. And as of March 2019, he's living in Lincoln. Okay, so he does something else for us to have a part two. The FBI Uh was investigating Meat Market Man because they were investigating a man in New York City. And this guy uh, was a police officer for the NYPD. Uh Uh-huh. And he was in his free time, not as an investigation, spending time on Dark Fetish Network, speaking Uh with Meat Market Man. Weird. So next week, and his, his case is very well documented. Okay. So this kind of gives you a little foot in the door Uh about next week. And I'm going to tell you about the cannibal cop. Okay. I'm you the cannibal cop. Yes. That is what he is known as. And this isn't Dale. Nope. Okay. This man was a police officer for the NYPD. Consider myself intrigued. Yes. (laughs) Did you look up a photo of Dale while I was talking? No, I didn't. I kind of wish you did, will you? Oh. Look at a photo of Dale and tell me if you want him 
chomping down on <laughs> chomping on down your on me. your I don't meat. Know. I've had three three drinks. I might. Here it is. You will be sustenance oh my gosh. for this man. If uh, okay, for some reason I wasn't even picturing him like this, and now seeing the picture, I am thoroughly creeped out. I mean, at first glance, he doesn't look creepy, but the more you stare at him, the creepier he gets. Especially and knowing, knowing that, like, deep you know. in his brain, he's thinking about all the ways he can eat you. Well, and just knowing that he really, truly thought there was a 14-year-old on the other end that was mm-hmm. going to meet up with him, that is disgusting. But also... also this guy was a nurse working in a hospital. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Yeah, so... Well, thanks for killing my buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, his story is a doozy. Oh, man, and it's going to make you mad. It's oh, going to make no. you real mad. Well, I look forward to it. Yep, so... Let this stew in your brain for a week (laughs) because next week we're going to come back and I'm going to tell you some more cannibalism horror stories. Let this stew till about medium rare and then (laughs) we will be fully cooked next week. (laughs) So creepy. I just grossed myself out. I uh, apologize to everybody listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Yes. I hope you weren't eating. (laughs) Now you all have as little appetite as I have had the last week. So you know what? You deserve it. There you go. And looking forward to part two. Yep. Uh, (laughs) we'll, We'll see you next week, guys. Goodbye. Bye.